It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It's California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Tom Semino in for Dan Berger today. Tommy? Jackson, how are you? Okay, good to see you as always. You bet. Life is good. And our guest today is uh, Tim Bell, the winemaker at Dry Creek Vineyards, who I adore well, I didn't mean Tim. I like I like I like, I like I wish Tim. you adored me. I like him. I'm not sure I adore him, but I like and love Dry Creek Vineyards. Uh, Tim, welcome back. Good to see you. It's been a while. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. So we always start with history. Let's start with your history here as the winemaker from uh, Dry Creek Vineyards. How did you get started in the world of wine? Well, it was actually in retail. Um, I worked years ago down in Southern California in uh, the late great liquor barn chain. Um, s- sort of not unlike Bottle Barn, but but maybe not quite as good. Um, I think that's where they stole the name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was 18 years old, got really bit by the wine bug, and it kind of just went from there and eventually went to UC Davis and learned to make wine there. And have been doing this for gosh, probably over thirty years now. Whoa! I hate to. You look like you're, you look like you're thirty years old. Oh, I, now I adore you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dry Creek Vineyards has been around quite a while. We have, yeah. 1972 is when we were founded, and wow. David Stair um, was a MIT graduate, an engineer who came to California, wanted to start a winery. And was kind of a part of a big wave of, of some well-known wineries um, that, that sort of brought the modern winemaking era back to California. You know, people like um, Chateau Montalena and Stag's Leap and, you know, Burgess Cellars and a bunch of other people. Um, they call it the Class of 72. And he was really in love with the wines of the Loire Valley in particular. So Sauvignon Blanc and Chenin Blanc have um, been really important to us from the very beginning and um, continue to be staples for us today. Tom? Well, you know what? He was saying started in 72. He'll be celebrating 50 years next year. Next year, 50 years. We're, we're planning some good parties. And, um, yeah, it's, That'll it's be a be big great. celebration. And it's not like you're saying, the class of 72, there will be several wineries around uh, the North Coast here that will be celebrating their 50th anniversary. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. One of my favorites always, I mean, Dry Creek, um, known for... Sauvignon Blanc and Zinfandel, probably the best-known um, valley up here in the North Coast for those two wines. Um, the Sauvignon Blanc has always been one of my favorites, especially uh, the DCV3, which is a tiny production yeah. you guys you guys have. And the great thing about Sauvignon Blanc and this particular wine that we're ver- just tasting now, this is the 20, correct? 2020 vintage, yeah. Yeah, 2020. And um, because you don't age it in oak... You know, and, and have to lay it down for an extra year or so, year and a half. Um, Sauvignon Blanc is always one of the best values out there. Your regular bottling is what lists sixteen bucks. This one is twenty, right? And at Bottle Barn, God knows what uh, <laughs> you know. what Barry's got it. They for pay it. you five bucks to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, bottle. probably. <laughs> That's Bottle Barn. Uh, I'm I'm going to add as a sidebar here. That uh, Tom brought me a bottle of uh, the 2019 Dry Creek Vineyard Chardonnay, which is sold out. It's sold out. I can out. see why. This is just stunning. 
I, I was sweating a little bit because I was trying to find a bottle left around at the winery today because I know how much you like Chardonnay. I'm, Tom bailed me out. <laughs> yes, well, he did. I didn't want you to die of thirst. <laughs> uh, Tim, that is an amazing wine. 2019. Yeah. So it's still young. They only make, what do you make, 1,200 cases of that wine? It's, well, it's about 1,400 six-packs, so, you know, 700 cases wow. if you're counting 12-bottle cases. So, so they, they grow their own Chardonnay, but they only pick the, the, his favorite spots. So they make a tiny amount. Even though they sell out, they probably could make more, but the quality wouldn't be quite as good. And um, so that's a tremendous Chardonnay. What's the price on that thing? Uh, that, that one's, I think, around It's free if you're 36. Steve Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. And it's sold out. So what does the price matter? Well, yeah, you this know, is true. the new vintage will, you know, you never know. It might be a little more than that. So, Wow. So when are we going to get another Dry Creek Vineyard Shard similar to this? Uh, just just a, a, a month or two from now, the, the next vintage will be out. And uh, if you like that one, you're going to love the 2020. It's an really? amazing wine. Yeah. Okay. And the thing you really should do with, uh, with Dry Creek is, because they make a lot of single vineyard uh, wines, very small production wine, a lot, is, is to get, on their, get in their wine club. Uh, yeah. and that's that, you know, a lot of small family wineries have extensive wine club um, uh, members because if you're making, I'll tell you, some, some people are making 25, 30, 40 cases of certain wines. This one, this one is, I mean, uh, what did you say, 700, 700 cases, yeah, full case exactly. lots? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to get in on kind of the insider um, avenue, get on the wine clubs. And with yours, if you're just a red wine drinker, you can get just red wines in the wine club. Definitely. Or There's a lot them. of options, yeah. You can be a Zen lover. We have a Bordeaux lover club. We have a... Um, um, Steve's glass is empty. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I got to taste the Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> Over there? And, yeah. yeah, and you can get you know different shipment um, frequencies and different amounts of wine. So it, yeah, there's it's it can pretty much um, style it, you know, customize it to what you want. And DryCreekVineyards.com. Dry Creek Vineyard, no s. dot com. Vineyard, yeah. and there you go. Yeah, a 2020 Sauvignon Blanc, uh, Dry Creek Valley. Talk about Dry Creek Valley. So Tom was talking about our DCV3 Sauvignon Blanc. That is actually the first Sauvignon Blanc vineyard that was ever planted in Dry Creek Valley. Um, you know, when, when David Starr started the winery in 1972, he it was the first new winery to be started since the end of Prohibition in Dry Creek Valley. And, um, and, and nobody was growing Sauvignon Blanc at that time, apparently, and he was kind of advised not to do it, but he, he told me one time I was just bullheaded enough to do what I wanted anyway, and it turned out to be a really great decision. It's, it's, um, we've got some great ground for, for growing Sauvignon Blanc. This is kind of, you know, Tom mentioned the Fumé Blanc, which is our best well-known wine um, and, and is a great wine, and this is a sort of a second-generation take on it. The Fumé Blanc is a, a blend of Russian River Valley and Dry Creek Valley fruit. This one is exclusively Dry Creek Valley, and um, a lot of it does come from that DCV3 vineyard, but we've planted to some new clones there. So it's kind of some unusual clones like um, Sauvignon Musquet. It's a, a very it's a lower acid and more floral and stone fruit flavored kind of Sauvignon Blanc, so not quite as um, herbaceous. And then some Sauvignon Gris, which is a, an obscure um, Sauvignon Blanc clone that you find in Bordeaux. 
and it has this really kind of unusual copper color when it gets um, ripe. It, you look at it and think, man, that doesn't look like a, a white grape, but um, it makes some beautiful fruit as well. It, it's it's taken a few years until the vineyard really got some maturity, and now it's just um, some really amazing stuff. So, oh, that's luscious. Yeah. I know. You know, the nice thing about this is it's it's herbaceous, but it's not it's not like a too green that some Sauvignon Blancs can be, asparagusy and... Um, yeah, it's it's got the little bit of kind of new mown hay character to it. It's got a uh, a tang, a bracing acidity. I'm getting lemon. Yeah, it's oh, got no, the yeah. it's got that citrus got that. too. Yeah. yeah. For me, a lot of times I, I get uh, I'm a lot of really like ripe Meyer lemon kind of qualities and um, on lime and and even a little little hint of you know sort of um, peach or apricot in the finish as it. Yeah, and it's got a creaminess up. too. I mean, well, it, even though it's got good acidity and very well balanced, it's got a creamy texture, especially in the finish. One thing we do with this is we do a limited amount of barrel fermentation. So um, it's like, you know, this vintage was 17%. It might go up to 20 But we don't really use new oak. Um, I've, I was playing around with fer- barrel fermenting Sauvignon Blanc for a number of years, and I didn't really like the, the hit that new oak put on Sauvignon Blanc. And the aromatics. So we've actually moved to using some some older barrels. You know, we might like move some barrels out of our Chardonnay program after they've gotten a few vintages under their belt. But um, what we mostly what we're doing is, is acacia wood barrels. Yeah, um, I remember so it, you were talking yeah, about so that last time. So very different impact on the wine, and, and really kind of adds some some um, floral aromatics and, and even a little bit of slight minty notes, and then um, a tiny bit of chestnut wood barrels. You know, usually about two or three percent which adds a, a sort of a vanilla cream quality under that, that beautiful citrus fruit. Let's talk about the stairs, S-T-A-R-E. Uh, David and Kim Stair Wallace, I'm going to assume they're brother and sister? Actually, father and daughter. Yeah, That's even better. Yeah, <laughs> I like that story even better. Well, we had Dave Stair in maybe uh, sometime last year, and he yeah. came in and was talking about how you know, he began finding the spot and he wasn't going to put the vineyard where or the winery where it is right he's going to have it on west side road and uh he is quite a pioneer i mean we are you know we are in 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 the middle of the golden years of of winemaking here in sonoma when you think about what france they go back you know to the romans you know planting grapes over there here you know we had prohibition most everything stopped and then, as you were saying, Dave planted the first Sauvignon Blanc vineyard in 1972 in Dry Creek. Right. 72, 50 years ago. So we're relatively young in, in what's going on and the experimentations <coughs> and the, the varietals and, and um, you know, what's, what's working, what isn't. It takes a while to get to know your piece of ground. And uh, Dave Stair is one of the pioneers. Rodney Strong, uh, he's right there with him. Um, so it's it's tremendous to be able to still go up and, and have a glass of wine with Dave and, and talk about what it was like back in the day. And Dave's daughter, Kim Stair Wallace, second-generation ge- winery owner, and she's president now of uh, Dry Creek Valley, uh, Dry Creek Vineyard. And Tom's holding up a, a recent edition of the Wine Spectator. She's on the cover of Wine Spectator with her dog. Yeah, it's a great cover. Yeah, isn't that a great photo? It's just tremendous. This is like being on the cover of Rolling Stone, you know, if you're on the cover of Wine Spectator. So she jokes that it took the dog to uh, 
Well, I don't, know. I don't know if she would say that. but <laughs> Kim, we love you. So she's on vacation, otherwise she'd be here today. Uh, but I, I thought I'd bring it in because this is quite a, quite a, a feat. It's a wonderful cover. And it's a great photo. Yeah. Absolutely. So you can bring your dog. To Dry Creek, right? Can you bring your dog to the tasting? Yeah, room? we're pretty dog fr- dog friendly, and we, you know we have um, we're doing most of our tasting outdoors anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, as as long as the dog is well behaved and all that stuff. Um, that was yeah. going to be my next question as to what you guys are doing uh, concerning wine tasting at this point. And by the way, it's drycreekvineyard.com. dot uh, com. So it's mostly outdoors. Yeah, so it's, you know, during COVID, we moved to by appointment only, um, so you do have to set it up um, ahead of time, and then, yeah, it's, it's pretty much been, been outdoors. Um, on a, you know, on occasion, we've, we've, if it's really hot, we've been bringing people into the cellar, which is really fun, too. Um, but, you know, right now, we're sort of in flex, so stay tuned. I don't know. Well, <laughs> don't tell know everybody exactly like where you are so they can go wine taste there at Dry Creek. Yeah, so we're in the heart of the Dry Creek Valley on Dry Creek Road. So um, if you go north on 101, you take the Dry Creek exit and um, take a left turn and head off in, you know, t- into the valley. And then we're pretty much kind of almost in the center of the valley. So we're at, we're at the corner of Lambert Bridge Road and Dry Creek um, Road. Right. And we're right across from the well-known uh, Dry Creek General Store. So it's a great Can't place to it. grab the a sandwich. Stop sign right there. Take a left. Come and over and buy some wine at our place. Go. By yeah. the way, and I failed to mention this earlier, but today is National White Wine Day, and yeah. I've just tasted two great white wines, Harry. Yeah, I agree. I've got a question on the technical side. Uh, you mentioned sure. barrel switching in uh-huh. an earlier conversation. Uh, when you take a barrel that's been used uh, in, with one wine and you move it to another, what has to happen to that barrel for that process to happen? Is it contaminated by the first wine? Does it need to be cleaned? I'm, I'm genuinely curious about this. Yeah, well, well sanitation in, in barrels is really important to any winery, and so we ha- we do a you know, very involved sort of cleaning process, usually some high-pressure nozzles that wash out the barrel, and then we've got um, ozone and steam as some options to help sanitize the barrel. And, um, you know, most of the time you don't get a lot of influence from a previous wine on the, the next wine. The one exception um, that, that I've run into is like with Pinot Noir. If you put that in a barrel that had a big, heavy Bordeaux red, you definitely get some... Uh, change in the wine it might not be what you want so yeah you know pinot we make a small amount of pinot and we keep those barrels separate so you definitely wouldn't want to put a white wine in a red barrel so definitely. so after <laughs> after like three three uses three vintages um not three vintages so much just three three years yeah the barrel is pretty much neutral the oak is is used up so you were talking about neutral barrels when you have a neutral barrel, you think about each one is its own, if you're barrel fermenting, each one is its own fermentation tank, and it has its own individuality. So if you're, if you're in, let's say, especially with Sauvignon Blanc, a lot of people just put them in one great big stainless steel tank. So you, that's the fermentation vessel. That's the wine you get. But if you, if you barrel ferment in neutral barrels, each one of those is going to have its own little bit of character, a little bit of distinctiveness. Right, and you get those extra flavors. And if you're using even an older acacia barrel or an older, mm-hmm. uh, what was the other one you said you chestnut. also chestnut? Yeah, you're going to get different characters for that, which adds another layer of complexity. Just think of it as a spice rack, you know. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Tim Bell, 
the winemaker at Dry Creek Vineyard, is our guest here on California Wine Country. Brought to you by Bottle Barn. Tom Simino's in for what's his name today? Dan Berger, who's judging. I think he's judging, judging in, in Mendocino. In Mendocino, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've noted the absence of any discussion on laying things down so far in the conversation. Well, Dan, lay it down, Berger. Yeah, I, yeah. I forget it. Unless I text him and say, "Would you lay this down?" Well, he's he's doing uh, judging. Uh, at a wine tasting in Mendocino. And again, happy National White Wine Day. And in honor of Mendocino. You know, I think I'm supposed to get today off <laughs> <laughs> as a holiday. Well, what about us winemakers? Well, we should uh, take a day off, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom? In, uh, in honor of White Wine Day, we're moving to red wine now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'm you not. Can, you can continue to sip the Sauvignon Blanc and the Chardonnay. And we're going to move on to the 2018 Dry Creek Vineyard Estate Zinfandel from the Wallace Ranch. You want to tell us a little and bit Tim, about And Tim, you this? guys are known for... Well, Zinfandel and Sauvignon Zen. Blanc. Yeah. I mean, those are the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we do a, quite a number of some single vineyard Zinfandels. And this is um, one of them that's a little bit um, newer for us. But this is a vineyard right, um, right in front of the winery or adjacent to the winery. Owned by Kim and her husband Don, um, and this is kind of an interesting story. So we make a wine called Heritage Vine Zinfandel, which I didn't bring today, but um, that was a wine that started with um, the the desire to get some better selections of Zinfandel than what were available years ago, and so we sourced some budwood from um, that was traced to an old vine vineyard called Mazzoni, um, up I think it was near Geyserville. Unfortunately, it was later removed and planted to Cabernet by, by a new owner. But it was, a, it was a really great old vine vineyard. And this vineyard, the, the Wallace Ranch, is planted to that Mazzoni selection. And um, we have it in four different estate vineyards. And um, it, it's a really interesting study in, in sight as well for us because we've got the same selection, but each vineyard all has its own personality. But um, I, I really, you know, we weren't making this as a single vineyard Zinfandel, but we were looking to to do more of that for the wine club, and I really thought this vineyard has stood out. And so, um, you know, it's it's 95% Zinfandel, this particular vintage, and 5% Petit Syrah. Um, a few years ago, we, we cloned over some of the Zin vines to some unusual selections of Petit Syrah. Um, one of them was sourced from the... Um, St. Helena Library Vineyard, an old vine vineyard in, in Napa. And um, it was actually, there were so, such new selections, they were kind of heritage selections that we had to go directly to the um, Foundation Plant Services, which is the repository of registered selections or clones, um, and get some budwood from them. And so that's part of this blend as well. This is, this is absolutely terrific. I mean, spicy, it's got tobacco, it's got some dark chocolate. I mean, it's a beautiful color, too. Here, Tom, you want more tobacco? Yeah, no, no tobacco. <laughs> I've got an American I'll, spirit for I'll you. Leave it in my, I'll leave it in my wine. But, uh, you know, the old-timers would say it, it almost has this kind of like um, uh, almost a purple hue. I was going to say that. I, I, I didn't and know Harry's, if I was going to be Harry's a red wine. wine guy, so yeah, yeah Harry. And but it, that, the purple on that is caught re- my eye. And, and the old-timers would say it's because of the Petite Syrah in it. And yeah. even though you said there's only 5%, yeah. I mean, it's a nice little kind of romantic story to say, well, I can tell it's got Petit Saran because it's purple. Sure. And I think the old timers kind of pull your leg a little bit on that. But this wine is absolutely delicious. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really great vineyard. And 
Um, I get some really nice sort of black and white pepper coming through on the finish too that I just I love with some. What year is this, Tim? Twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of our our single vineyard wines. It's available um, only from the winery um, through the wine club or through online uh, purchases. Yeah. It's got a really dusty like uh, cocoa on the top of your palate. It's very smooth. Yeah. It it goes down very smoothly. I know a lot of people are afraid of Zinfandel. They go like, oh, it's just too, it's, you know, it's syrupy, it's, uh, it's pruney, it's, but this isn't, this is, this almost is the definition of smooth. Uh, it really yeah. is a delicious wine. California wine country. Tom Simino in today. Our guest is Dry Creek Vineyards winemaker Tim Bell. And it is National White Wine Day. So I'm very happy and i do think that it should be in my co- next contract mike that national wine white wine day i get the day off you're gonna have to give up another holiday steve which one are you willing to give up <laughs> national uh, zinfandel day <laughs> no uh harry duke day <laughs> i never take that off <clears throat> every day is harry duke day. <laughs> well it is here <laughs> uh, hey the, that that bumper music was Smooth like this Zinfandel is here, Tim. <laughs> nice. That was Let a me tell you. Segue. Wow. <laughs> you must be a professional. <laughs> I, I, I can't drink any reds today, uh, not only because it's an, a National White Wine Day, but because I have some issues. But Well, let me tell you, we've, yeah. got, we've got the Old Vine Zin 2019 Dry so Creek Vineyards. the second Zin that Tim brought Yes, in? the second okay. one. And I was, we were talking off air you have you have a finesse about how you make your Zinfandels. There's, I wasn't kidding about the smoothness of the sin in that first okay. one. Even though the first one was more kind of dark fruit character, uh, big and rich, this one's a little softer. And this is, what did you say, this is the 19, so it's not only the vineyard and the blend, but it's also the vintage. The vintage is, is a reflection of that. It was a, it was a kind of a cooler vintage. And so the wines are you know have some nice elegance, but um, you know, part of that too, as we were talking about off air, has, has been an evolution of my style and my winemaking too. I, I used to, when I was younger, want to make you know big blockbusters, and I still want a wine packed with flavor. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I you know, a little more finesse and and balance is really. And that pendulum has kind of shifted back toward less alcohol, right? Over the last maybe yeah, definitely ten years, maybe could it maybe a little less than ten years? Yeah, it was way up in the fifteens. 16, I've even had some 17% alcohol Zinfandels that you could drink, yeah. but they were big. Yeah. And now the pendulum is coming back. What's the alcohol in this one? That's uh, 14.5 14, 14, or something. Yeah. 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 So it's for a, Zinfandel, that's pretty good. Yeah. It is, yeah, for a Zin. <laughs> and Harry, you were talking a little bit about the label. You know, as a kid, I often picked my breakfast cereal depending on how much reading was available on the box because you would sit at the kitchen I used table to do that too. And you would read the cereal box. Along well, with my bottle of white wine. <laughs> So I look at this this bottle of wine, and it has got the most information I think I have ever seen on a wine bottle before. Everything you could possibly want to know about this wine is on this bottle. You've got the uh, the harvest dates. It tells you what range of dates it was harvested. The appellation, the sub-appellation, the vintage, the varietal. Um, just tons of information. Talk about this specific level and beautiful artwork uh, on top yeah. of all of that. Well, that 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 uh, label and the whole package design has has won awards, and uh, um, 
I think, it, you know, like you said, it presents a lot of information, but in a pretty clever way. And the concept behind it was that, you know, Zinfandel traveled across from Europe um, in the 1800s, and they wanted this label to look sort of like a, a ship's ticket, like maybe a, you know, you got a ticket for a ship crossing the ocean. Gotcha. Um, now back I in the see 1800s, that. And, uh, and so there it is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And your whole Mariner thing with Dave being a, a sailor, uh, the, we're going to get to that in, in a minute with the Bordeaux wines. But again, but the, the amount of information on this label, the soils, the fermentation, the palate, the, the barrel aging, <coughs> the average f- vine age. You I mean, don't normally just, see that no, on wine bottles. No, it tells yeah. you almost everything you need to know about this wine. And take a look at the cork that comes in it. Oh, my God, there's even more information on the cork. <laughs> and if I wasn't blind before, trying to read this is doing it to me now. But, but yeah, uh, talk about the cork. Well, the, the, it's, it's a patented design on the cork there, and it um, presents some information about the sustainability of cork. So we are a certified sustainable winery, and it's been very important to us to, to be that. And um, cork is a renewable resource. So it tells you about approximate age of the forests and the fact that cork forests are... Uh, provide habitat for some endangered species of animals, and so it's a pretty clever thing. I, yeah. I should note beyond the label and the cork that the wine is delicious. I, I do want to throw that in <laughs> yes, there as yeah, well. Yeah, happens to be a pretty really good is. wine in there too. <laughs> you know, this would—I I would love to have a, a cheeseburger, a juicy cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. the brioche roll, a nice fresh onion. Some lettuce on top of that, a little salt and pepper, and this beautiful Zinfandel. Okay, I'm starving. We have to go now. (laughs) (laughs) Drive safely. So that is a gorgeous. What year is that? A 19. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're really lucky. We have some really great relationships with some old-time families like the Bucagnani's and the Forkini's, and um, there's Beeson Ranch involved in this, and there's a little bit of some old vine Carignan in a vineyard that I found back in 2013. I mean, the vineyard was planted in, like, 1904, but I was like, Carignan's always been a, a grape that's been intermixed with those old vine Zin vineyards, and so when we found that old vine Carignan, I think, yeah, we gotta we got to put that in the Zin. Yeah, that's, there that's you go. I'll tell you. Complexity is is the word for both of these Zinfandels, which are are terrific. And so, if you want a great Zin and something to read, this is the, <laughs> the wine to go, go for. <laughs> and with your breakfast, the Sauvignon Blanc would go very well with, uh, or actually, you know, the Chardonnay would go. Honey nut, what is it? Honey nut Cheerios <laughs> with that Chardonnay, Jackson. You should try it. Oh, I will. <laughs> DryCreekVineyard.com, the winemaker at Dry Creek, Tim Bell's with us on California Wine Country with Tom Seminole. Again, Tim, reiterate uh, the tasting situation for Dry Creek. So uh, you need to make an appointment. Um, We have a great team there that is um, happy to to accommodate you and find the the right time and date for you. And um, really... Just when you, the treat, treatment you'll get is top notch. We have some really great, great staff there, very friendly, and um, and knowledgeable. They'll they'll give you a good education. Um, and right now it's primarily outside, so we have a great big lawn with um, picnic tables and umbrellas and beautiful flowers all around, and you can you can have a good time. So uh, make an appointment, wear a mask, but once you sit down at one of those picnic tables or whatever. Yeah, obviously you can take the mask off. Absolutely. Yeah. And you still have virtual opportunities available for tasting as well, right? 
Yeah, you can actually um, book um, some virtual tastings with with some of our um, concierge uh, gentlemen, and um, we do actually tomorrow night. I'm doing a virtual tasting for our wine club, so there's there's those opportunities as well. You can um, buy the <coughs> wines that we're going to feature that night. Like we're going to do a, a vertical of our old vines Infidel tomorrow night with our wine club. And so I'm there, and there's an opportunity for, you know, giving me questions, and, and it's some great interaction. Um, it's kind of one of been the, the, the blessing, rare blessings of, of the COVID era is that we've um, found a better way to connect on a regular basis with our, our wine club members all across the country. Yeah, that's cool. Join the wine cl- club at drycreekvineyard.com. Now, Dry Creek wines are available oh, retail everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Bottle has them. And Bob sure. Barnes got a if, lot of them. If, if Ben's out there listening, I'm sure he's got a stack somewhere of your of your Fumé Blanc. Did you say Ben? Did I say Ben? Yeah, I think you did. Oh, You're I'm talking sorry. Barry. I'm talking Barry. Yeah. No more ben, wine Ben, we you, love Tom. you, man. <laughs> we miss Ben. That's a fact. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Pearson. Yeah. You know what? Bottle Barn for me was always Ben in my mind. Oh, I know. It just slipped. Oof. The late, great Ben Pearson, one of my all-time favorite humans. Uh, and then, of course, uh, what's his name? Replaced Ben. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Barry. No, no. Yes, Barry replaced Ben, but on this show. Oh, you're right. Well, what's his name? Uh, who's Lay up it in down Mendocino Dan. County? Lay it down, Dan Berger. Yes, thank you. Uh, Tom? We are now moving to uh, the Bordeaux variety, and we've got the Mariner. It's a 2017. And it's a Meritage blend. And for people who don't know, Dave Stair was one of the two people with um, um, the gentleman from Napa. I'm going uh, a little bit brain dead. Started the Meritage Society. Mitch Cosentino, maybe you're thinking yes, of? Yes, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. With Mitch Cosentino. Started uh, the Meritage Society back in 1988. And uh, this is, is it a blend of all five? So it uses all five of the, the red Bordeaux varieties. And, yeah, like you said, David was, Stare was a founding member of that society that came up with this name for a, a term for uh, Bordeaux-style red blends in the United States. So we didn't have to use the term, like, red table wine right. on the label. <laughs> and it is meritage. It's merit and heritage. Right. And it's not – a lot of people try to make it French, meritage, but it's actually meritage. I used to stop people in their tracks when they'd say meritage. I've gotten a little older, so I've given up on that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I remember when we were doing the weekly... The one-minute pieces? The one-minute wine segments. Yeah. Uh, and I kept saying Meritage, and you kept going, Steve! No! It's Meritage! <laughs> oh, okay, I finally figured it out. Though. Yeah, there you go, man. We've all, we've all learned as the years go by. This is terrific. And it's got all uh, Cabernet's best friends, Merlot, Malbec, Petit Verdot, and Cab Franc. Look yeah, at that. This, this, this wine is, is one of the most challenging and difficult blends we put together. Um, we really are going barrel by barrel. And so, you know, we have all these different lots from different vineyards of, of the different varieties, then different oak treatments, you know, different types of new oak. And, you know, two barrels of this and four barrels of that, you know, become part of it. And um, really the one of the, the keys to this is, is our estate vineyards. We've got our... Endeavor Vineyard, um, which has the Cabernet and Petit Verdot, and that's um, 
kind of in the Lytton Springs area of the valley. And then right next to the winery is some Malbec and Cab Franc, and they're just amazing. The, the Cab Franc especially is the best Cab Franc I've worked with in my career. It's an unu- unusual selection from um, the Loire Valley, known for its intensity of color, and it's really true. It's, it's um, got great richness to it. Well, yeah. I wouldn't know because it hasn't made its way down to this oh. end of the studio yet. <laughs> well, listen, they call me Mr. Meritage for, you know, Okay, I'll pour you some. There you are. As I'm looking at this back label, we've we've got uh, 69% Cabernet Sauvignon, 15% Merlot, six Cab Franc, five Malbec, and five Petit Verdot. And as you're saying that when you're blending, because I do my blending too, that's probably the most fun yeah. and most difficult sides of winemaking is that final blend because you're kind of tasting it today and trying to figure out what it's going to taste like tomorrow and next year. And a wine like this, the the um, you know the, pal- the the possibilities are wide open, right? Because if we were making Cabernet, well, I know I'd have to have at least seventy five percent Cabernet, right, or more. But this, you can do whatever you want, really. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be seventy five percent. That's that's and this is terrific, boy. This is nice. And we do tend to you know Cabernet be the larger portion of this particular blend. We also have our, our original Meritage wine, which. Um, tends to have more Merlot and Cab Franc on it, but but this is um, this is a really nice wine, and, and we'll lay down. We'll lay down. Yeah, it's got this, it's got a a really interesting mouthfeel. It's lean. It's got uh, it's got chewy tannin. It's got beautiful dusty character. That that fur that's on the top of your palate. Harry, you getting that in there yeah. as you're sipping that? Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, and and mouth watering. Now we were talking about burgers with the uh, Zin. This one is this one's a rib steak. Steak, definitely. A rib steak. And Big yeah. John's has got uh, rib steak on sale right now up in Healdsburg. So <laughs> throw in a little plug Nice, nice plug. <laughs> I guess you'll be picking one up this evening on the way home, right, Tom? Harry, did you get this uh, info from Main Stage West? I haven't looked at my phone since that's come out. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they say they're thrilled to welcome the performance back to their stage. Uh, and then it's an article about uh, the, the COVID pandemic and uh, what they're doing. And I will look into that. Of course you I'm will. done drinking wine. He's our theater guy. Happy National White Wine Day. I'm looking at uh, their website. Yes, there's a website. For National White Wine Day, it says the origins of wine can be traced back as far as 7,500 years ago in what is now known as Iran. Yeah. I just read a book, 9,000 Years of Wine. I'm telling you, I'm a little geeky in my old age, a little too much time. You were geeky in your young age. I've known you (laughs) since 92. This is true. It's been a while. Who would have thought we'd... We'd still be around. It, it also says experts are pretty sure that wine was being drunk long before this. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> well, the, duh. The first winemaker was was a woman who was gathering grapes and putting them in some sort of container and naturally fermented. And at first, they thought they were poison, right? And they were some some woman thought she was evil and she was going to try and kill herself, so she drank this what she thought was poison which was fermented grape juice and and she passed out and she woke up and she was feeling kind of felt pretty good funny and happy and <laughs> the next thing you know they thought well, well let me try some of that so, <laughs> I, i'm serious this, this I, I believe it and uh so it all started with 
somebody trying to put an end to their life, and uh, next thing you know, wine was born. I got to ask. I'm probably going to get some crap for this too. That's what I do, Harry. I, I, that's I take, why I'm here. I get crap every day. Yeah. <laughs> when Jesus turned water into wine, was it white or red? I think it was white. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Chardonnay, probably. Probably. It's a good little question. barrel fermentation, about thirty percent ml. I was led to understand that it was Ripple. <laughs> <laughs> Pagan Pink, my Mike favorite. Mike and David. I love that Pagan right, Pink. Mike and David. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's Old David. Testament. Remember? That's right, Pagan David. Leave it to you, Harry. Oh man. So, Tim, this is this is really something. How much of this uh, wine do you make? Um, so that's it varies from year to year, but around um, you know, it's a six pack. So maybe as the low end, thirty five hundred six packs up to maybe five thousand. Wow. wow! There's far less to read on this label than there was on the old wine, Vines Infidel. And pricing on this one? So um, that wine is fifty dollars. Uh, fifty, $50 yeah. bucks, yeah. Yeah. And we got one more Cabernet to have. We should pour that so we don't. Okay. We don't miss out. I, I need to taste it. I haven't had this wine. Yeah. So this is um, a newer series of wines we make. We, we call it the Terroir Series. Excuse me, I hit the microphone there. Um, and what, you know, a number of years ago, uh, probably about five years ago, we were thinking about what other wines we could offer our, and a Bordeaux Lovers Wine Club. And for me, working in Dry Creek Valley a number of years, I really came to realize that there's, there's different areas of the valley, um, like this one is, we call it Iron Slopes, it's the western side of the valley, the, the, the really steep terrain hills hillside vineyards on that side of the valley and there's different areas that have kind of their own unique influence there's the the eastern bench or the dry creek bench people call it and we make a meritage blend that we call benchland. this one is, is as i said from the western slopes of the valley so very more extreme uh steep vineyards with with rocky soil and a lot of high iron content in the soil and then we make a, another wine blend called alluvial gap which um centers on more of the what i would sort of call the Lytton springs area so um, kind of the southeast part of, of the Appalachian. And we've got a couple of vineyards um, there that really reflect that, you know, a little bit warmer, but very different soil there as well. Is this 100% cab? It's This one's 97% cab and 3% Malbec. Wow. Yeah. This one. Ooh. It's got that, so it's on the western side, so it doesn't get any of that hot afternoon sun. It's getting all morning sun right. as it goes across the valley. Yeah. So it, does it ripen later? Um, it's not not always. Some of those vineyards are actually earlier, and, and some of them, like we have a, a vineyard that's a mainstay of this, um, owned by Matt Vogensen, who's um, a great vineyard manager in, in this area, and um, it's it's got kind of this high sort of plateau. Ah. So it's it's there's it's not um, a really steep slope there, but very they actually call the block rocks. <laughs> you can imagine what the soil is like, <laughs> um, and and so that one is, has a little more exposure and gets some more ripeness. But then it's got some 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 steep slopes that don't get a lot of afternoon sun. But um, because the the yield is pretty low, it still doesn't take a long time to ripen. It's right. very low yielding. So you get that vineyards. combination from them. The riper stuff and the stuff that's leaner and probably higher in acid yeah. as you go down toward the shade. Yeah, I, I think this one is, you know, kind of makes a big, rich wine, but there is a certain sort of leanness to it yeah. that I think is really distinctive of that western and side. And it's going to lay valley. down, this baby. Yeah. There's a lay it down, Dan wine, yeah. right there. And I'll note that the label has 
a map on it. You've got a map of the of the area, I believe, where the vineyard is located. And so there's something for kids to draw on while you're enjoying your wine, right? <laughs> there you go. And eating your Wheaties at the breakfast table with Harry. All right. California Wine Country brought to you. And by the way, the nationally award-winning radio program, California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Tom Simino in today. Thanks, Tommy, as always. Of course. The winemaker at Dry Creek Vineyard, Tim Bell, with us, drycreekvineyard.com. Tim, great to see you, man. Thanks. Amazing great, work. Steve. Amazing work. These wines are spectacular. They really are. I've enjoyed this segment. Yeah. Finally. I enjoyed them all. <laughs> finally. <laughs> but this one, finally, something made Harry happy. <laughs> well, it's always Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Chardonnay. It's nice to mix it up a bit. Well, he was able to play with the labels, yeah. too. Right? You know, that, that's it's something true. to read while you were talking. <laughs> He's going to be right. having cereal for dinner tonight while he reads the labels on these red ones. <laughs> happy National White Wine Day. We'll talk to you next week on California Wine Country.